Every single player who's come to Michigan State since 2007 has a ring on their finger. I'm going to be a coach here for a long time. It's not over. It's just starting. But just remember, pride comes before the fall. So you might as well just come out and say what you're, what's your feeling at some point in time, because you know I can only be diplomatic for so long. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. I don't know why I had that large pause between welcome and back. Uh, That was a strange decision by me, but it is Thursday, September 12th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. So a couple very important notes here before we get going. Uh, The reason why this episode is not out yet or has been, I guess, delayed by five, six hours, is that uh, I live uh, sort of on the west side-ish of Michigan, and yesterday a large line of very violent storms came flying through our area and knocked out power to tens of thousands of people, myself included. So uh, the way I do the show, I rely on the internet a lot. I have many tabs open. Uh, I write notes using... um, an online word processor, Google Docs, basically, and I have a show sheet that kind of guides things for me. That's all done online. Uh, I wasn't able to do any of that. I wasn't able to uh, research any statistics through my computer. I mean, this happened at like 8.30 last night, so it was dark. Uh, I was more concerned with the uh, tornado warning we had. (laughs) Apparently, a tornado just missed my house last night. Um, so there were other concerns, and then by the time I got around to the point where I would be working on the show, it was pitch black, uh, I was taking care of the cats and the dogs, and it was just not a situation that was suitable for working. So today, uh, I wanted to get something out there. It's not going to be, I think, as good as the other shows, not to say that they're great. I think I do okay at times, but uh, these shows or this show is just going to be... You know, it might be a little shorter. It's going to be less on concrete factual information. I might be just throwing out some takes here, uh, but we'll get through it as best we can. And I hope to provide you at least some information and insight um, on what Arizona State does, because that is the subject for today's show. That is a professional segue, folks. I may not have my internet. I may not have my notes, but I still have my professional segues. Um, and then I, I drop a big um there. We're rolling through it. Uh, so we're talking about Arizona State today. Michigan State uh, takes them on Saturday, Spartan Stadium, 4 o'clock, national TV game on Fox. Should be a good time. We're still trying to figure out what uniforms they're going to wear. It's been a, an, it's an enigma wrapped inside of a mystery tucked away in the corner of the movie Inception. We just don't know. But we'll find out soon. Maybe by the time you listen to uh, to this show, we'll know. Uh, So that's the plan. We're talking about Arizona State. We'll talk about their offense, talk about their defense a little bit. Uh, I was scheduled to have somebody on uh, for tomorrow's show, Michelle Gardner, I believe is her last name. Apologize if I get that wrong. I'm still trying to put that together. She's a beat reporter on Arizona State for Arizona Central um, newspaper out there. 
So hopefully my power comes back on and we can do tomorrow's show as scheduled. But today we're just going to kind of, as you can tell, push through it and wing it a little bit. So without any further ado, let's just jump right into some information and talk about Arizona State. Okay, so uh, the biggest thing, the most noticeable thing, perhaps the most fearsome or fearful, depending on your perspective, fear-inducing thing for Arizona State, if you're Arizona State, is they are starting a true freshman quarterback, Jaden Daniels, in this game. This will be his third start ever. He started the first two games. Uh, Arizona State scored 35 on Kent State. The passing game, if uh, I'm remembering correctly, did get going a bit there. They played Sacramento State the week after that. It was like 19-7. to Really not great results early for this offense, led by a true freshman. Uh, Daniels was like a top 70 recruit in the class this past year. Super talented, obviously, but I think he checks in at 6'1 or 6'2 at 170 pounds, something like that. Like he is 18 years old. He is a kid, a high school kid who is still transforming into a college player. The fact that he is the starter for Arizona State, um, I think is really emblematic of where they're at as a program. They're young, they have talent, but they're incredibly inexperienced, and that's all over the place. There's a true freshman and a redshirt freshman on the line. There are freshmen and sophomores all over the defense. A lot of talented players, but they're kind of, you know, they're in year two of a, a new regime. Herm Edwards has done a good job recruiting for sure. Uh, they're going to, it looks like, be a team that in the next couple of years can start really making some good waves in the Pac-12 South, but they might have a tough time this year. They're going to win some games for sure. Uh, we'll talk about their defense, uh, maybe second or third segment, depending on time. They've got, uh, you know, they've won two games. They'll beat up on lower level teams. Not, I don't think they've, you know, Oregon State, uh, Cal, maybe. Cal's got a great defense out in the Pac-12, but they'll win some games out there. I think they might make a bowl. Uh, unless they really start to make some strides on offense, which is going to be really tough. And, you know, that starts with having a true freshman quarterback. It's just, that's such a tough ask. Starting at a quarterback as a true freshman is really hard to do. You can do it as a redshirt freshman. When you get a year just to sit, learn the playbook, add 15, 10 pounds to your frame, you know, just sort of change your body a little bit and really grow up and become a college player. True freshman's really tough. And then, you know, he's played twice at home, played Kent State, uh, you know, a nobody mid-major, not winning many games type of program. Then you play Sacramento State, who is, I believe, FCS. If they're not FCS, they're, no, they're FCS. They're not, yeah, they're not, I got confused there for a second. They're not a group of six team. They're an FCF team. So you got Sacramento State, you got Kent State. And then you got to go on the road to Michigan State. This is first road game, first big primetime game. This is the first game that's going to be on TV. The first two games are on Pac-12 Network. That doesn't even count as being on TV because nobody gets the Pac-12 Network. So this is a really big change for a kid. Again, he's a kid. He's like 175 pounds. He's a child. Kenny Willekes outweighs him by like 90 pounds. And that's going to be who's tackling him. And it's just a really tough spot. For uh, a kid like that, and then you factor in that they're having offensive line struggles, which I will talk about more here in the next segment, uh, and it's just kind of a recipe for a tough outing for him. Like he's he's super talented. He might make a big play. 
He might do some stuff on the ground. He's a dual threat kid. Can throw it, can run it. Looks like he's a really good athlete. You know, he won the job for a reason, so we do need to give him credit for that. He's probably, unless something weird happens, which it can, he's probably the future there at Arizona State. And I would bet, you know, this year, learning experience next year, he's going to be a good quarterback. And maybe it's fortunate Michigan State's facing him. Well, it is fortunate Michigan State's facing him this year. But I would bet this is going to be one of the worst games of his college career. Based on how old he is, his experience, where he's playing, who he's playing against, what happened last year between these two teams. There's a little bit of a revenge game narrative here. Uh, And it's just a tough spot to put a true freshman like that. And as talented as he may be, he's going to make some plays. There's going to be moments where you see it and you go, wow. He's going to be a really good player in a few years, but he's not quite ready yet. Is if I if I'm a betting man, I'm betting on that kind of outcome. A couple turnovers, some missed throws. He might get rattled a bit. Uh, you know, pressure gets brought. It's loud. He gets sacked on the first drive. That's a tough thing to just bounce back from and play really well, play at a high enough level to score three touchdowns. Because I think that's what Arizona State's going to have to do. Uh, to win this game, I, I see Michigan State scoring into the mid-20s. That's a really tough ask for an offense that's been sputtering, led by a true freshman. I think this is a big learning experience for him, for sure. But I think Michigan State's defense uh, is going to really make life miserable on him. And you know that's just part of <laughs> growing as a freshman, and it's a benefit uh, for Michigan State, you know, they're playing for the right now. Arizona State certainly playing for right now. They want to win games, but they have a lot of young guys with eyes towards the future. It's, it's not a rebuilding year, but it's kind of like a building block year for them. So uh, that's, a, that's a tough spot for a true freshman and a huge advantage for Michigan State going into this game. Okay, so here's where I would normally start doing an ad for Vivid Seats. Um, I don't have Vivid Seats copy. I will tell you that... Coming up here in just a minute, I'm going to talk about Arizona State's offensive line and running back. And what I'm going to do here is something crazy. I'm going to going to try to do a Vivid Seats liner, Vivid Seats ad read without looking it up. Just off memory. I've done a ton of them. So that's the plan here. Let me tell you guys about Vivid Seats. This is going to be my greatest ad read ever. If you want to go to Spartan Stadium this Saturday, you want to be a part of that primetime national TV audience on Fox, watch Michigan State get revenge on Arizona State. If you want to do that, you need to get to Vivid Seats to get your tickets. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. Games, concerts, comedy shows, theater, all that. They've got it at Vivid Seats. And right now, Vivid Seats is making things even better because we know they love to make things better. Vivid Seats is making things better with their rewards loyalty programs called Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty. And with it, you get credit back every time you make a purchase with Vivid Seats. So all you do, go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and you'll be automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty program. And then you just start earning back credit on those ticket purchases. Easy as that. And of course, with Vivid Seats, every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest games to the smallest little shows, anything you buy on Vivid Seats backed 100%, and they have all the tickets you will ever need. Right now, enter promo code KICKOFF100 at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That is promo code KICKOFF100 for a discount of up to $100. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Boom! 
I'm not going to lie, that might have been the best ad read I've ever done. I should start doing them more just without reading, but I've done enough Vivid Seats ads that I've got that sucker memorized, so I don't think I could do that with other ones. Uh, no house advantage. You player props. Um, they're not on with us right now, so ignore that. No house advantage. Okay, let's talk about the rest of Arizona State's offense. So, big thing to note here is they replaced Nikhil Harry. Um, he's a guy who is a dynamic playmaker, a big-time guy in the receiving game. Made some huge catches over Justin Lane and kind of really propelled Arizona State to that upset last season. He's gone now. First-round pick of the New England Patriots. The receiving core is just not as good as it was last season, but there still are uh, some talented guys there. The big thing that I want to talk about is the running game because, boy, oh boy, are they struggling. Uh, they're like 95th in the country in rush yards per game and they've played Kent State, and they've played Sacramento State. Uh, this is the status courtesy of, of Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal. I was reading some of his stuff earlier, and I saw it. Uh, no other team that hasn't played a, a high major program. So they played you know, Kent State and Sacramento State. No other Power 5 team that has yet to play a Power 5 program has less rushing yards than Arizona State. So basically, based on who they are, their pedigree and their schedule, nobody's been worse at rushing the football than Arizona State. You can't be 95th in the country against Kent State and Sacramento State and then think you're going to come into East Lansing and run the ball. I don't see that uh, happening for them. There's a true freshman starting at center. That's not fun. Dealing with Mike Panashuk, Raekwon Williams, a, a double A gap blitz. Good God, what do you do? <laughs> true freshman center. There's a red shirt freshman at, I think it's left tackle. It could be right tackle, but I think it's left tackle. Either way, you got Jacob Panashuk, you got Kenny Willekes. It's just like when you're uh, an offensive line that's struggling, and I've been reading articles uh, from Arizona beat reporters, from people who are with the team every day, uh, and they're just, they're, one was called the line's not going to get fixed overnight, and that was the <laughs> direct quote from the coach. Uh, they seem to be taking a longer view with this line, trying to get it better. Uh, apparently, they haven't blocked anybody these first couple of games, and now they're going into a really tough environment to face the best run defense in the country, the best, if not the best, top two, top three, front four in the country, top five, front seven in the country. Like, yeah, I don't care who your running back is. Good luck sustaining any type of run with that it is the biggest mismatch of this game is the Arizona State offensive line against the Michigan State defensive line and that is something that Eno Benjamin who is uh I think Pac-12 first team all Pac-12 last year running back may have been kind of like a second team uh honorable mention all-American type really good player Really, a, a really good back, someone whose ability I certainly respect, and I think he's someone who's going to be playing on Sundays. It's just a really good all-around player. He's going to have a hell of a time trying to get going, just like Corey Bellamy did with Western Michigan. You know, uh, Corey Bellamy runs a four-two-five or four-two-eight or whatever it is. That doesn't really help much if you can't take two steps without getting hit and get up to speed. And it's just going to be a tough night for you know Benjamin. I know this defense. Uh, is unhappy with what happened in the fourth quarter last season. Not that it was their fault. It was hot. They had been out there for a lot of plays. The offense had hung them out to dry a couple times. But the way Arizona State came back on Michigan State in the fourth quarter, 
I know the defense, they've talked about it. The coaches have talked about it. They are very unhappy with how that game played out last year. And they're all back. And I think they're going to want to make a statement against Arizona State, put on an absolute show, and just crush them. Uh, And that's something that, with the matchups, with that Arizona State offensive line against this front, with a true freshman at quarterback with a limited, not limited, but a lesser group of receivers than they had last season. Uh, It's a recipe for huge success for Michigan State when Arizona State has the ball. It's going to be, I think, really tough for Arizona State to get to 14 points, to get beyond 13 points, to get a few scoring drives is a big ask for them because of the way Michigan State matches up with them. Maybe something goes right in special teams. Maybe the defense gets a pick six. Other than that, it's going to be really, really tough for uh, Arizona State to to move the football. Okay, so in a minute here, I'm going to talk about the others. Oop, just smacked my microphone there. My apologies. I'm not editing that out. We're just ripping straight through it today. We're going for it. <laughs> um, in a minute here, I want to talk about the other side of the football. When Michigan State has the ball, what Arizona State's defense likes to do, what sort of looks they present, what sort of challenges they will present to Michigan State. So we'll do that here in a second. Guys, Vivid Seats, check them out. Promo code KICKOFF100 to get a discount of up to $100 at checkout. Promo code KICKOFF100. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, so... The side of the football that everyone is most interested in, I believe, is the other side. The side we haven't been talking about. Michigan State on offense versus Arizona State on the defensive side of the ball. I will say this. Arizona State seems to be quite good on offense or on defense. They haven't played anybody, and we can't take that away from them. They've given up 14 points both touchdowns, they gave up one touchdown against Kent State, one against Sacramento State. Both were in the fourth quarter of their games. It was like 35 nothing against Kent State, and they gave up a late score. Sacramento State was a little closer, but still late touchdowns in both of their games. Other than that, they've been rock solid. Uh, so you have to consider their opponent for sure, but those results are really tough to argue with. They are currently number seven and Bill Connolly's SP plus defense, which I'm a believer in uh, early in the season. You know, it's an advanced metric. It's a tempo adjusted opponent adjusted efficiency metric. That's what you need to know. It's a ranking. So they're seventh based on all these different factors, seventh in the country and SP plus defense and SP plus is something I believe in. But I also believe that early in the season, it's a little bit jumpy. It's got limited sample size. There's preseason projections that are factoring heavily into this. And, you know, two games against a team like Kent State, a team like Sacramento State, is not enough of a sample size to form an accurate picture on who Arizona State is on defense. I think they're a good defense. I think they haven't played anybody and they're completely unproven, but they're young. Uh, They're talented for sure. They're incredibly aggressive, uh, and they're you know it's just an attacking defense, and 
I haven't seen a ton of them, just highlights from this season I tried to watch. But again, nobody carries Pac-12 Network, <laughs> so it was tough to watch them. Don't get the All-22 film, uh, but based on last season and them bringing everyone back, it's going to be an aggressive defense that is going to try to force the issue. And they've been really successful at it this season. Michigan State, I think, will present a, a few other issues that they haven't had to deal with yet. Uh, so let's talk about some of those. So Arizona State, by definition, runs a 3-3-5 defense. And the only thing that makes it a 3-3-5 truly is that they have three down linemen on every play. Um, Tulsa ran a 3-3-5, which they ran it a little bit more traditionally. It was generally a three-man front. They would line up three linebackers, Tulsa would, and they would have the strong side linebacker, uh, you know, whoever's on the strong side of the formation, shade over kind of the end, kind of over the tight end. So it wasn't a stack thing where like, and a 3-3-5 stack defense, it's nose, tackle, tackle, directly behind the nose, it's the middle linebacker, directly behind each tackle are the weak and strong linebackers. That's a 3-3-5 stack. It's kind of what Tulsa ran, although they shifted it. That is not at all what Arizona State runs. They run a 3-3-5 technically, and it's super technically. That's it, just technically. It's a three-man front. That's what you have. You have three down linemen on every play with Arizona State. What they like to do a lot is present a five-man front with uh, outside linebackers as stand-up ends kind of blitzing off, and then the middle linebacker in the middle there. So it's a 5-1 kind of look, and depending on what your receiver situation is, tight ends, personnel, whatever personnel you use kind of dictates some of what they do, how many guys are in the box. So the more Michigan State goes spread in this game, the more six-man boxes they're going to face. And I think that's something that they can find an advantage in because against three-man fronts like that, inside zone is a play that works. It's something where you can get double teams on zone blocking, which is not always the case depending on the front. And then you can move to uh, whichever linebacker you kind of doubled right off the bat with the, the lineman, whoever's depending on the play side and stuff. I'm not going to get into the minutia, but you double and then you slide onto the linebacker. And it's something that works against a three-man front. It'll be different how Michigan State runs it against uh, the three-man front versus the five-man front. And so when Arizona State is lined up with three down linemen and two stand-up ends, Michigan State can run it with just kind of base blocking there, read one of the ends, and then run a, a zone read off of that with RPO action. Because I think, you know, using trips is going to be big. I think you'll see a decent amount of trips from Michigan State because that'll force Arizona State to kind of overflow one side of the ball and when you uh, say you run trips to the field side, the wide side of the field, Arizona State's going to have a number of defenders out there. They're going to have a linebacker shaded out there. And then you can run something like a zone read, an inside zone read to the backside where there are, you know, four defenders and four blockers. And we're leaving one of those defenders unblocked because it's a read play. It's an option play and we need someone to read. And then that's something that, Michigan State would have a numbers advantage on. And so I think you're going to see some of that running away from strength, running inside zone, running some stretch zone too, depending on how they line up uh, and running, you know, some RPO type action. 
I think you're going to see quick passing game. Uh, I went back and watched Michigan State versus Arizona State last year, and Arizona State, they blitz a ton. It's it's really, they are the same structure of defense as Tulsa, although they run it differently, right? They both run 3-3-5s, but they play a lot like Western Michigan. They blitz a ton. And they blitz from all over. They blitz from the backer spot. They blitz from all three backer spots. They blitz from all the secondary spots. They'll bring them at the snap. They'll delay them a half second. They'll delay them two seconds. They they bring all sorts of different pressures. And I think just like last season, you know, Michigan State found some early success uh, throwing into these blitzes. They completed uh, a lot of passes. They didn't move the ball great, but they had a chance to go up 14 nothing in that game. And had a few different, you know, a botched assignment here, a dropped pass that leads to an interception there. Just like little mistakes that added up to a bunch of headaches. Uh, But Michigan State found success throwing into the blitz. And I think they're going to, they did that against Western really well. Uh, You can go check out my film room piece if you didn't get to it yet. Spartanswire.usatoday.com. I've got a couple plays in there where they're throwing directly into the blitz. It's something they did well against Arizona State last year, and I think they're going to have to do it well again this year. Um, identifying pressure when it's brought, throwing to the vacated area for a seven-yard gain that has a chance to be a 15-yard gain because the safety's still, you know, sliding over to try to fill that gap to fill that zone that is vacated by a corner blitz, something like that. It's, that's just an example, or. You know, using blitzes against them, running away from blitzes is a way to be really effective. If they bring a blitz to the strong side of the formation and you're running inside zone away and you can get to that second level, there's a chance you could bust something there in the run game. Uh, It's going to be more of a grind. Arizona State is going to get stops. Michigan State is not scoring 50 points on them. If they score 50 points on them, Michigan State is one of the top five teams in the country. (laughs) Like, flatly, I'm saying that. If Michigan State scores, if Michigan State beats Arizona State 42 to 7, 42 to 10, I will come on this show Monday and say Michigan State is a top five team in the country. I don't think they're going to do it. I think it's going to be more 24 to 28. Somewhere in there is kind of the goal for them. So they're going to have to grind it out a bit. They're going to have to find a way to, to do that. And I think they will be able to inside zone. You know, there will be enough plays in there that Michigan State can hit for six, seven, eight yards, maybe hit a big one in the run game, move the chains a bit, go with that quick passing game, take some deep shots to try to loosen up that defense. That's This is a spot where they might be able to take some deep shots because they're going to get single high coverage, uh, one safety in the top and then man across, and that's somewhere where you can run at it deep. And if you've got time, you can throw and complete passes, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. And that's not Michigan State's big game, uh, but this is a game where I think they should be able to take some shots down the field. So loosen up the defense with some shot plays down the field, move the chains, be explosive and efficient, which they were against Western Michigan, a little less efficient, a little less explosive, I would anticipate. But the, the, the competition is stepping up in a big way. And so the offense needs to step up in a big way. This is a game that they can do well against Arizona State. The defense, the the aggressive attacking defense will present some problems, but uh, I'm confident in Lewerke in this scheme. The line was better. I think they'll have some troubles, but they'll also open up some holes, kind of a stalemate 
if you will, and the skill players will be enough to kind of win the day for Michigan State and end up getting into that 28-point range where Arizona State is going to have a really tough time reaching that type of number. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for bearing with me. I know it was kind of just off the top of the head and I'm just giving some takes and saying things that may not be totally right, but are mostly right. And like, did I remember that correctly? I'm just going to say it. It's a podcast. What are you going to do? Um, apologies for the delay. I know it wasn't under my control, but I still feel bad when, um, you know, I can't get these things out there in time for your morning commute. I'm hoping, hoping the power will be back on later today and tomorrow's show will go off without a hitch but as of right now still without power um and you know we'll see what comes of this uh i'm hoping that everything will be back on here shortly but thanks for bearing with me today thanks for listening to the show we'll be back tomorrow with a full preview hopefully we will have a guest uh michelle gardner from arizona sports central uh newspaper out there that covers uh she covers Arizona State can give us some good insight there. And then just, you know, keys to the game, some different things that I didn't get to today about how these two teams match up, what this game means for Michigan State, and how I see this sucker playing out. So we'll do that for tomorrow's show. Thanks so much for listening today. We will see you tomorrow right here for another episode of Locked on Spartans.